Hello, and welcome to the Heaven Bound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we're opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today. It's hard to believe, Jason, that we're now into December. Uh, we're at the end of the year. And uh, we, first of all, want to thank all of our listeners. We have Absolutely. a whole body of listeners that's been with us the entire year, and, and that means so much to us. You know, when we sit in this studio here in a church building and we just are looking at each other and talking to each other, we sometimes <laughs> wonder, is there anybody out there in the radio land, I guess? But uh, we hear so many comments, and that really, really means so much to us. We really appreciate so many of you who have liked these Friday themes that we've done, we've gotten some help from that, and, and that just has meant so much to us. And we, we really appreciate the effort that we've done in this, and, and I really want to uh, thank Jason for his good work in this. I just sit over here and talk in a microphone. He has all the buttons in front of him, <laughs> and uh, it would be a disaster if I was pushing buttons, but I, I really appreciate working with him. He's a good comrade together as we do these things. We are going to use this last month of the year to go back to our theme for this year. One of the things this congregation does is we, we develop a theme every year. And that theme, in many ways, becomes the backbone or the spine of what we do in this congregation. And so once we come up with a theme title, then the classes we're going to teach, the VBS, the summer series, our gospel, everything kind of comes off of that theme. And so it, we give a lot of attention, a lot of effort into trying to develop a theme that we think will fit this congregation very well. And so for this year, we've been talking about finish what was started. And that's just a profound concept because uh, in life, it's easy to start things. You know, here we are at the end of the year. And if we could go all the way back to January, a lot of us had resolutions we started off the year with, I'm going to do this this year. Well, here we are 12 months later, and a lot of those ideas and dreams fell apart in February, and they just didn't <laughs> make it. And so, and so, you know, what we want to do this month is we just want to grab three or four verses from our theme book and just remind ourselves of the value of finishing what was started, particularly spiritually. And so right off the bat, you know, I'm just want to ask you, Jason, just a few questions. You know, starting things is easy. Um, why is finishing so hard? Yeah, you know, one of the things I appreciate even here, and Roger, you have a lot to do with this, even when it comes to having a congregational theme, you and I have talked before, uh, we have seen uh, congregations do something similar, and this isn't a matter of right and wrong, but a kind of an innocuous example of what we're talking about. Come up with some idea. Okay, this year the focal point is, let's say, finish what was started. And uh, on the first Sunday in January, we introduce that theme and we rouse everybody and rally around that and then maybe it is mentioned again three or four times the entire year. Well, again, not a matter of right and wrong, but I think that's a good example of it's one thing to have a good idea. It's another thing to flesh that idea out, right? Another thing to say, okay, my theme for this year is going to be 
another thing to remember that come February or March, and not just remember it, but practice, integrated into everyday life. Why is it hard to finish what was started? Well, sometimes we get distracted, right? We we say, okay, this week I'm only going to eat healthy. I'm going to do my best to eat clean. I'm, I'm going to try and make some progress, the sort of progress that I had dreamed about this time last year. And then I get distracted by Twinkies and donuts and Oreos, things like that. Why do we fail sometimes to finish what was started? Sometimes it's our resolve that begins to wane. We're, we're not getting what we need to, to fuel our spirits. You know, physically, we can only run so long or lift so long, press so hard without resting and refueling. And the same thing is true just with higher stakes spiritually, right? Some of us start the week on a really strong note on Sunday. We sing songs of praise and thanksgiving that broaden and sharpen our perspective. And then come Wednesday or Thursday, we're really dragging. Well, maybe one of the reasons is we haven't fueled up spiritually since Sunday morning. We haven't prayed. We haven't thought about God and and his will for our lives. There are lots of reasons that we sometimes fail to finish what was started. But the bottom line If I'm not deliberate and focused, it's going to happen every single time. Yeah, it is. That that comes a commitment. You know, a person can decide, I'm I'm going to save $20 every week. I need to be better financial where I'm at. He's standing in the checkout line. He has his few items on his list, but he looks around at all those little things. He's standing there at the (laughs) checkout line, and the next thing he knows, well, I do need some gum, and I like that candy bar, and I do this. And all of a sudden, that that extra 20 he had is gone. And it's just that willpower, and that's hard to develop. What are some things that people start spiritually? Well, I, I think maybe habits. First of all, we talk a lot about habits around here because it is those habits that create rhythms in our lives. We're right on the doorstep. This being December 1st, I mean, if you pay attention, you're going to see over the course of the next month, lots of different talk about Bible reading schedules, Bible reading plans, and all of that is good, right? Anything that gets us focused on reading God's Word is a a good and a, a right sort of focus. But habits are hard to maintain, right? And so maybe it's the habit of reading or the habit of praying, the habit of assembling, maybe. I I know you, just like I, have had many conversations in the past where, let's say, a father and a husband gets to the point where life just isn't the way that it ought to be, and he knows We need to be more consistent in being here on Sundays, being here on Sunday night and getting as much as we can out of the best day of the week. We need to be here for Bible class on Wednesdays. We need to talk as a family more about things that matters most. And 
And it's good to have that realization, right? It's another thing to exercise that willpower, to be held accountable, maybe by a spouse or a brother or sister in Christ. There are lots of things that we can begin, but it is just, I I think, the basic daily disciplines of walking with Jesus. We're not alone. We're, we're learners and followers, but if we're going to learn and follow from him to the best of our ability, nobody can do that for us. I think one of the, one of the interesting words that's used in the book of Acts is, is daily. Yeah. Um, daily they were meeting together. Daily they were praying. Daily they were teaching in the temple. And, and, and that's where that habit comes from, just a day-to-day thing. It's not, it's not just that one big service on Sunday. It's that, not that one big event in the middle of July that's going to change me. It's every single – it's those little drops every day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I tell young couples it's the same way financially. You know, when, when you're young and you're poor and you're starting off and – and it's just like, I'll never have any money. You just start setting aside a little bit, a little bit. It takes forever, it seems like, to cover the bottom of that bucket. And you just keep doing it. Stay, and pretty soon, it starts getting some things. And before no, you, you, you just can't believe it that the water's flown over the bucket. <laughs> but, but you just don't go from nothing to that. It just takes drops after drops after drops and staying with it. Yeah. And, and that's how we do it spiritually. So what we're going to do this month is, we're, we're going to pull out three or four verses from our theme book that's kind of set that stage for finishing what was started. And that is, that is the key. Um, there is no consolation prize. There is no T-shirt for I tried. Um, all of us know people in our lives, in our families that started off walking with Jesus, but today they're not. Different reasons, different things call, has, has got in the way, and they have not finished what was started. And it's essential as us, for us as Christians to finish what was started. Um, you know, we get to the end and we haven't finished. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter that I was a Christian for 20 years, but then I quit. It doesn't matter that, I, that I've taken the Lord's Supper a thousand times in my life, but near the end of my life, I stopped. We have to finish, and that's that's something that just is just over and over and over emphasized throughout the Bible. And you'll face obstacles, and you'll face persecution, and then the devil will do everything to trip you. But you have to keep going because if you don't, that's it. You you miss everything. And so, one of the verses we want to talk about is here in the book of Philippians, chapter one, verse six. This was chosen as, as one of our key passages about finish what was started. Let me read it, and then, Jason, let's talk about this, this passage. Yeah. First, uh, excuse me, Philippians 1, verse 6, he says, For I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so he begins with this confidence, this confidence of this very thing that he who began a good work in you. Let's let's talk about what that good work is in you. Yeah, I mean, taking a notice of who he is writing to, the Philippians, one of the great things about that letter, and especially that phrase is, well, we can know how it started in Philippi, right? The book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, Luke tells us about how the gospel came to the Roman colony of 
Philippi. You can read all about it in Romans 16 that there was this thought in Paul and Silas and Timothy's mind to to speak the word in Asia, but there is a Macedonian call to come and preach the gospel in Europe that the Holy Spirit of God uh, reveals to Paul. And so they set sail and they come to Philippi, which is described as a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. They're in the city for a few days, and on a Sabbath day, they go outside the gate of the city to the riverside. It's known to be a place of prayer, and there are some women and one woman in particular named Lydia, a seller of purple goods. She's a worshiper of the Lord, but she doesn't know the gospel revealed in the New Testament. Paul preaches it to her. She, her household, hear this. They are baptized. You keep reading in Acts 16, it doesn't take very long at all for Paul and and Silas to be thrown in prison. And who do they meet there but a jailer? We call him the Philippian jailer, right? And you can read in Acts 16 about how before the sun rises, that jailer becomes a Christian and members of his house become a Christian, uh, become Christians. That's how it starts in Philippi. And so there is a way that I think Paul is talking about to the Philippians, God had started something. But first and foremost, like Roger, you brought out, this is in individual lives, right? God has started a good work in each one of our individual lives. So how would you describe that good work on an individual level? Well, it begins first with our salvation. That's yeah. that's the work that God began. You know, and as you mentioned about that Philippians, church i mean what what a strange beginning you you, ha, you you have a woman and then a gentile jailer and that begins the nucleus of that church yeah. and and the woman is jewish i believe and i think she she has some understanding the gentile would not have that old test you, you right. might think man let's this is not going to work. Unlikely candidates. Yeah, but it does work. It does work. Yeah. And so, so this this work that God begins in, is, and, and and I want to talk about that phrase. It's interesting. He began a good work in us. Yeah. He did not say a good relationship. That that may be how we would write this. If we were writing this, we talk about well, now that we're saved, we have a, a wonderful relationship with God, or we could say we have a wonderful feeling, or a a just a wonderful hope in God. But he described it as a work, and that's what was started. It, it, the the congregation began, and it began as a work. It, it same thing with us. We are saved so we can save others. We have been taught so we can teach others. The light was shown to us so we can show our light to others. It is a work that we do. And I think of all the words that, that the, the apostle and the Holy Spirit could, could use here, it, it's a great idea to see that, that this is a work that we're engaged in together. And all of us have to do this. And so it's it's not that Okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here at the bus stop and the God bus comes by and picks me up and I go on to heaven and I just have to sit back and, and enjoy the ride. Look out the window. No, no. I, I, God expects me to do what I can do. 
And whether it's raising my family in a godly way, being a light at the at where I work, trying to be an encouragement in my congregation, it is a work that God has for me. Yeah, it's in this same letter. In fact, the next chapter where Paul tells these saints, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Work is all over being a disciple of Jesus, right? Now, it's founded on the work that God himself is doing, but each one of us is accountable. As we've already brought out, no one can finish for me. No one can run my race. No one can fight my fight. I've got to be involved in that work. But Roger, you also brought out his incredible confidence in Philippians 1.6. I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it or bring it to completion. What do you think he means by that? Well, I, I think he, he sees his continuing journey together. And that as we stay right beside the Lord, that God is going to keep working on us. Not not only are we doing God's work for others, God is still working on us. And so our attitude is being shaped. Our character is being formed. We're becoming more and more like Jesus. And that's that journey we're on. Most of us who've been a Christian a decade or more, we look back and we think, man, you know, I know so much more about God's word than I did back then. Or, you know, back when I first became a Christian, you know, some of my, some of my words, some of my attitudes, it just really wasn't where it should have been. But I have grown. And that growth process, that maturity process, that's God working with me to perfect or to bring about what God wants in me. Now, at the very end of the verse, he, he caps it by he'll perfect it or bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It, it is remarkable to me that the man who wrote this letter would consistently remind us, his hearers, his readers, not that I have already attained it or am already perfect, but I press on and he's pressing and pressing and pressing until either the Lord returns or his time on earth is done. It sounds a lot like finishing what was started, believing that ultimately this journey ends before the throne of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's what that's one reason why we pulled that verse and used it for our theme book this year. It's this idea that there was a work that began. There was a start, but it needs to be perfected. It needs to be finished. It needs to be completed. And that will be when the Lord comes or the Lord calls us home. And so so we're on this journey right now. And there's things we need to do even today. And as we think about coming into this coming weekend, we need to think about assembling with the saints and having this mindset about me that I'm going to gather together to praise my God, help my fellow brothers and sisters to be strong in Jesus. There is a work that God started, but I have to be with him to finish it all the way through. Yeah. And December 1st, I mean, let's not wait until January 1st to think seriously about what really matters. What a great way to finish this year strong than by thinking about my work, 
my salvation, my will, those things that were highlighted in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. What needs attention here at the end of the year? What what needs attention over the last month of this year? It's sobering to think about. There, there very well may be some listening to this podcast episode today who won't live to see 2024. Roger, that may be me and you. We we don't know what tomorrow holds, but Paul is confident because he knows I am his, he is mine, to borrow from a previous theme. Absolutely. And, and so uh, as we think about this work we're engaged in, there there may be some conversations. You've been kicking that can down the road. You just need to have with your family, your kids about maybe being a little more serious about the Lord. There may be some people that you need to forgive, and you just haven't got to that point, and you need to do that. And to realize that these are some things that you can do, God's wanting you to do that, and he gives us all the reasons, all the examples in the Bible to follow that. We just need to perfect that, bring those things out as God wants us to. Finish what was started. What a powerful theme. Roger, I appreciate you very much for joining me. I I appreciate you sitting in that chair week in and week out and having these conversations. It's good for me, and I know we both are so encouraged hearing the difference that it makes in others' lives. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound Podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above and giving you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven-bound, and the best is yet to come.